0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders in Learning Design podcast by Blue Consulting and Resourcing, the place to get up-to-the-minute information for cutting-edge learning design. So listeners, last time we were talking with Ardell about how she values her professional network, and we all know that that's why we formed BCR. Graham and I are really committed to helping others and bringing them in and helping them to be successful. And as independent consultants, that can be quite challenging, can't it, Graham? I think
1: it can. I mean, obviously, I think when you first step out, as it were, into like the big, wide world, you, you suddenly realise kind of what you're missing, you know, what, what you had and maybe what you were taking for granted if you were part of an organisation or if you were perhaps a consultant working with a consulting company. You know, you have all kinds of benefits like, you know, a ready-made network. You have information provided to you and places to go to find what you need to know. You you have that feeling, if you like, of just, like, camaraderie, and then suddenly, boom, bang, you you don't have that anymore, you know?
0: It can be a real challenge. Tell me about your experience with a network in the UK. How did that work out for you?
1: Well, I, I was or have been part of what I think was a really successful network for a number of years, and, that, and that's really kind of driving some of the thinking and things we're going to talk about today because this network in Europe that I was part of, it actually came about originally with a group of people who all came out of Coopers Consulting. And at the time, there was a real, well, actual fact, there was a headcount reduction exercise, so they were letting a lot of people go, and a lot of people banded together as they went saying you know hey we 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 can do stuff you know and they decided to form a network of uh, pwc alumni and the network i mean this is going back a number of years john but i think when i say a network it, it was actually back in the day when people used to meet each other so we physically had like a monthly meeting when we would physically get together but What that spawned really was the idea that as a group of people, we could actually share business leads and opportunities. And I know a number of people in that network who never worked outside of that network. What I mean is all their work came to them through the network because it was a group of people who had initially all worked for the same organization. So you knew they were all... Skills they were all trained in certain disciplines and professional behaviors, etc. You had great confidence in everybody, and then suddenly you were working on your own, yet leveraging this network to, to help you. And it grew, I mean, it, it grew beyond just the, the core who went out. We added all kinds of other, originally ex PWC people, then. We let a few X, E, Y people come in and they were okay. You know, and then we had a few X, Accenture people and they were equally okay. So it began to, we began to think, this isn't just about XPWC. This is about highly qualified. And in our that case, people had to be recommended to join the network. So, um, but it was, it, I think it was just really, really effective. Uh, I, I certainly found it when I was living and working predominantly in Europe, I found it Literally invaluable.
0: That's really helpful. It reminds me a little of the network that I belonged to when I went to graduate school. My uh, professors did a lot of extra contractual work and they gathered their uh, top graduate students in. Found them projects to work on. There wasn't always a lot of work within the university system for graduate students, and certainly not work that paid well at the university. So we loved working on these projects, and that's where I got my taste for building a network, working with people that I'd worked with before, people that I had confidence in, and working on interesting projects. And a lot of the work that we discovered was work that we went after in a particular area, in a particular industry, in a particular location that we wanted to work in. So we were always looking for something really cool to do uh, that challenged us, that pushed us, and that helped us to uh, really play to our strengths.
1: Yeah, and that looking, it's actually, it's quite a hard job if you're just looking on your own, on behalf of yourself. But if mm-hmm. you've got a network of people who are connected and, and they're effectively looking for a themselves, but also other things that could help other people and sharing those things, then then you really, I guess that's uh, what do you call it like gearing or leverage. You know, the fact that suddenly you've got 30 pairs of eyes or 50 pairs of eyes looking, not just your own. that that, that for me is the the real advantage or benefit that, that a network can bring if you can connect people in that kind of way and that, that to kind of, I guess, develop that almost collective responsibility, you know, that people feel responsible for for helping each other because they know they themselves are going to get help. So it becomes a kind of reciprocal kind of deal. That, that's how I've seen it work really, really effectively.
0: I'd have to agree. Um, you have to have a certain degree of trust that your review of someone else's proposal may or may not lead directly to you being on that project, but uh, their help when you're looking at work uh, is going to be there. You've put you've invested um, into the network, and now it's paying dividends for you. And I worked on a lot of really interesting projects that other people found. And I had confidence that they would help me out when I found projects uh, and that I was looking for resources or feedback or reviews. Um, it was just really um, a congenial place to, uh, to invest and to think about cool stuff in our field. Um, and that's not always available within a corporate setting. So I think a network can add real boost to your creativity and real boost to true friendships because people that survive in a network only do so because they're willing to invest ahead of time in others and they're willing to bring them in and to share what they have with others and that's not always the case in industry.
1: Yeah no absolutely not and you know when you talk about sharing I mean are you literally talking about somebody like, like yourself, myself, any member of the network Saying to that network, hey, I'm working on something, a topic here. I need you to give me any inspiration, perhaps, maybe share even a deliverable from your own experience or even just review something that I've done. Just reaching out for that, literally for that kind of help and and assistance. Have you seen that work in reality?
0: I have. In fact, um, one of the folks in the BCR network uh, shared in our platform that they were doing some work in Europe and in the UK. And I said, well, let's set up you know, 20 minutes. We'll have a quick coffee virtually and chit chat about what, how did you get the project? Um, what kind of work is it? Is it fun work to do? Would you recommend it to others? And how do we get another project like this started? Uh, And it was a really good conversation um, just this week, trying to look at, I would love to work in Europe. I'd love to be able to travel to the UK or do it virtually. How do I begin that connection? I've worked in lots of places, worked in Egypt, I worked in Australia, I worked in New Zealand, all across the Pacific and a lot of the U.S., but I haven't had a project in the UK. So tell me how you got that. What did you do? If I wrote something, would you have a look at it? And he was really supportive, really sharing, volunteered right from the get-go. Anything you need, um, I'd be happy to review. Those sorts of connections, I mean, I wasn't paying for his time to chat to me, and probably there's no money up front to be able to pay for him to review. But if I get a project, Who's going to be top of my list to bring him in and to participate or at least to offer? He may have other work. So that kind of thing, he knows that that investment of his time is going to pay dividends because you've worked up social capital.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what you're looking for in a network. I mean, it only really works when people are prepared to put something in in the anticipation that they will ultimately get something out. I think that's the the reality of it. And uh, I think, you know, the the trick is to make it as easy as possible for people to to be part of and to use. Um, And I think that idea of, you know, actual help on projects is, is something that I've certainly seen happen, you know. In situations in the network I was describing, in situations I would be chasing some work with a client, and maybe I don't know, an example, I can't really think of a specific one off the top of my head, but for example, you know, maybe they wanted uh, some sales training. I could reach out to that network and say, Hey, I've been asked to put together a basic sales training workshop. Has anybody done something like that? Or does anybody know where I could go and look? For something to, to get me started. And those kind of practical help things, I think, are really useful for everybody to be able to have a group of people that they can just turn to to say, I don't know that I've got anything here. Does anybody have? And people were absolutely willing. I mean, people treat information with, with, with respect and, and, and treat it very discreetly. And of course, you know. <laughs> de it and, and present it in a way that's appropriate. Nobody's ripping anybody else off, but it's helping people by being able to leverage other people's knowledge and even concrete deliverables, things that can really, really help, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just the other day, um, I was working on a project and one of my colleagues at BCR reached out and said, hey, I haven't done a high level design in a long time. Can you share the last one you did so that we're working from current resources? Um, and they're in the network. And absolutely. Here's the, here's the document, um, stripping out, you know, client details that aren't appropriate to share, but those kinds of things where you get a massive step forward when you're able to leverage off of other people's work. Um, and they're sharing in a way that um, expects that that investment will pay a dividend in the future to them when they have something that they could share. Yeah, um,
1: it's a quid pro quo, isn't it? You know, you're you, you prepared to do it and therefore you're prepared or hope to benefit from subsequently yourself. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, John, I think for me the biggest benefit Uh, to anybody is is the sale opportunity what i mean is the opportunity to find work Mm -hmm. and if people can begin to share opportunities that they become aware of then obviously many of us can can benefit from that We, we can benefit from it because we'll put ourselves forward and that that's a place if you like for us to find work you know and that, that happens a lot, doesn't it, to it, it, any independent contractor, an independent consultant working on their own in a client will form these relationships, and the client will, from time to time, say, hey, Joanne, do you do anything about diversity, for example, or can you have a – they will ask you, because they get to have confidence in you, they'll ask you, to look at things that may not be in your immediate skill set. It may be something that you think in truth. Maybe I, I don't know that topic well enough to, to offer my, my help. So maybe it's quite frankly, it may be in your area, but you're just frankly too busy. You haven't got the capacity. So in any situation, when you hear those kind of opportunities, Those are the kind of things that you can bring into a network. You can literally say, I may be not the best person to speak to about that, but I know somebody who does know, or I've got a group of people that I work with, some of whom may have a bit more insights or a bit more capacity or whatever. And and I think there's a real benefit there because the client is going to respond positively to that because, "Oh, oh, so Joanne's not just working as Joanne. Bentley, she's working as part of an extended group of people. That's interesting. So that that's how certainly in the example I was using, that's how the network got a really good reputation because you would say, I can't necessarily help myself, but I know somebody who can. Let me get back to you on that. And they throw that opportunity into the network and a great person is able to step forward and they themselves become chargeable in that kind of situation that that's how it's really worked for for getting and finding these work opportunities
0: yes it requires you to have quite a lot of confidence in yourself in your own skills and to have confidence in others If you come to the network with a uh, very competitive attitude, where you're always trying to one-up or rip off other people, very quickly find yourself kicked out of any network. So you've got to be a good person seeking really to help others uh, to survive in a network because the network can, I don't want to say be brutal, but they can be quite honest where if you're not contributing and you're just a taker, an energy vampire from the system, um, don't be surprised if you get kicked out.
1: Well, and, and that's worth saying because what we're going to explain a little bit more about here is what we've tried to do, or what we are doing in the United States here, and creating a predominantly US-based network of L and D professionals to do just like what we're, we're describing here. It's gonna be free to join, but it's not like anybody can join. It's a process, if you like, of application sounds maybe a little bit uh, over the top, but we are aiming to attract people of the caliber necessary, because that's the strength of the network, the right caliber of people with l professional skills that are in demand, And that can be can be leveraged and used and just the right kind of people. So I think that's that's quite important. You've got to have that confidence in the network and the brand of the network is dependent on that. So I think that's really, really important.
0: I do too. And I think it could show up in a variety of different ways. So if you're relatively new in the field, you might have a lot of academic credentials and project work that you've done there. You'd have a portfolio, maybe not as robust as someone who's been working in the field for a while, but we would expect that you would come in and be able to demonstrate those skills in some visible way. Um, And perhaps you don't have a lot of credentials, maybe you've worked in the industry and you came in uh, through an associated field, but you have a lot of experience and a lot of passion Um, that's going to show up in your portfolio, on your resume in different ways. Both equally valid, uh, but it is about having confidence in your skills and being able to describe how you can add value to the network.
1: And I know I'm obviously really focused on this, but I think it's a work finding opportunity and it's a revenue generating opportunity because I think we should explain to people that when people find the kind of opportunities that we're talking about here, things that they think are real uh, prospects or opportunities for somebody to get chargeable, we will actually remunerate people for bringing those kind of opportunities to the network. If BCR is, or if this network resources those opportunities, then we'll pay a commission to people who find those. So we're looking for people to to share things, opportunities that they may just find advertised, I don't know, on LinkedIn and those kind of places. They look at it and think, oh, that's quite interesting, but not for me, but it might be useful for the network. We can share those on the network, but also... And I think perhaps most importantly, those things that aren't appearing on LinkedIn, those things that they become aware of within their client relationships, which we'll call BCR opportunities, where you bring that unadvertised opportunity into the network and we can resource it through the network and resource it potentially as a BCR project for which we will pay the originator a very healthy commission, and uh, obviously work out how best to resource a project like that, how the individual who brings that opportunity can play a part in that relationship uh, with us as well as the resource who potentially could do the work. So it's, uh, it's a real attractive proposition for people to make additional funds, make additional revenue through the network as well as just find themselves work opportunities through the network. You can find a link on the BCR website to the network, or you can find it through the URL, bcrconnect.net.
0: Listeners, you've been listening to the Leaders in Learning Design podcast by Blue Consulting and Resourcing, a regular podcast for cutting edge learning design. Links can be found in the material below or in the transcript.